Blog Talk Radio. Absolutely. 
Um, I really honestly think, though, Friday Night Lights is going to come out of this top bracket to get to the Final Four. We'll see. But we have Field of Dreams and Friday Night Lights and the Sweet 16, along with Major League and Waterboy. That's for our East region. Uh, moving on to the Midwest. Do you want to touch on – do you want to touch really quickly since we got Field of Dreams moving ahead? Do you want to touch on the fact that they decided another game? Absolutely. That's fine. Yeah, uh, that, that works out good. And you also, uh, I think uh, you had said you you wanted to talk a little bit about matchups you'd like to see, too, in that future Field of Dreams game. I, I'm super excited for next year because my Cincinnati Reds um, are going to be ho- are going to be playing the Chicago Cubs in the Field of Dreams game. Uh, two two uh, longstanding franchises, one with a lot of history, the Reds, one with not so great history, the Cubs, but that's all right. Um, any matchups you want to see, Sam, uh, moving forward after after next year? So I, I know we obviously we spoke about the Yankees and the Red Sox, but I I kind of want to see. I don't. I wouldn't mind seeing the Dodgers and the Mets. Um, you know, uh, you have another New York team again, storied franchise, uh, and and actually the Dodgers were in Brooklyn before they moved yeah. out. So yeah. you know you have a little bit of animosity there, and it's an East Coast West Coast thing. So I think it might be kind of cool. Okay. That might be a good matchup. Um, I am with you on the Dodgers, but I'm going to go with another team, and that's the St. Louis Cardinals. I think. Uh, yeah, that's I, another great matchup too. Yeah, the Dodgers Cardinals to me would be uh, would be a really fun one. Uh, two really old time franchises. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the, the, the teams that, that started it all, kind of kicked it off for the, you know, Major League Baseball. You have these storied franchises that have been around forever, multiple championships, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a phenomenal game to to, to be able to watch. Um, I think the Cardinals, if I'm not – um, if I'm not mistaken, I think they have like the third or fourth most World Series, the second most World Series titles with 11. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a little bit of a shocker to me. Obviously, I grew up a Yankees fan, so a little yeah. biased. Uh, but the yeah, Yankees I have the most with 27. I don't think any franchise ever is ever going to catch them. I mean, from 19, basically 1920s through the 60s, there was nobody that could touch the Yankees. And you know, uh, and then, you know, once Mickey Mantle and all those guys started to retire and get older, they had a downstretch uh, going into the 70s. But then the late 70s, they were resurgent, and then once again dormant for about 20-plus years. And then in the late 90s again and early 2000s, they were the, the team to beat. So uh, 27 titles for the Yankees. The next closest is the Cardinals with 11. You know, so I don't, I don't think any team is no cracking. I don't think any team is cracking 20 either in the near future. Like, I don't see any powerhouses that can last, you know, uh, 20 years really like that, you know. Think about um, it, who have been on a tear within, what, the last five years or so. They've been to multiple World Series. They haven't, they, they won it in 2020, but they, they lost a couple World Series. They only have seven. And you know, like other. That's even, and then that's after all the pushing that they've done recently. Exactly, you know, even like the Red Sox, they have nine World Series titles. So I mean, and then you have a team like the Reds who have five. So yeah, I, I don't see another team catching the Yankees. But you know, you want to talk historical matchups, seeing like uh, an Athletics team, uh, the Oakland Athletics take on you know 
maybe like the Detroit Tigers. Um, you know, Athletics haven't been in Oakland forever. They used to be uh, Philadelphia. Uh, they didn't move uh, to Oakland until the 60s. But they, I mean, from they had a dynasty in the 70s with Reggie Jackson and Vita Blue and Raleigh Fingers and all these guys. Um, they, they, you know, so the Athletics have nine World Series titles. Uh, and I think that would be fun to see them maybe do like a throwback uniform of their Philadelphia A's day, a, a, A's days, and then maybe play like a team like the Red Sox or the Tigers. I agree. That's definitely a great matchup to, to, to look. Some of these older franchises that have relocated, that yeah. have been around for a long time, um, you know, they're, that are semi-relevant. And when I mean semi-relevant, after you rattled off the list of, of, of championships, um, you know, you have to have at least two or three championships, you know, um, sure. World Series titles to, to be able to call yourself relevant. So, like, yeah, those teams will will always do well, I think. You know, how many do the Royals have? Just out of curiosity, the Royals. Have, I think they have two because they won one recently. Right. But, uh, they're only sitting at two, two World Series okay. titles. But if you notice, like with the NHL, when they do their uh, outdoor hockey game, right? Yeah. It's yeah. always storied franchises. They don't do like the National Predators and the Florida Panthers going out. It's usually like the Red Wings or the Rangers or the Flyers. Or the Bruins. Or the Canadians. Yeah, or, or, you know, something like that, that that's been around for 50, 60, 70 years. Because if you're doing something on location like that, you want the old-time historical franchises. Like if the NFL did something where they were playing at like some classic field, you would want the Steelers and you would want the Cowboys and you'd the want Bears. the Packers. Yep. You wouldn't want the Bengals and the Jaguars and the Lions. Or the Texans, for that matter, right? Or the Texans, exactly. Uh, so moving on here to our, uh, the rest of our uh, bracket here, um, not too much of a surprise. Remember the Titans going in over Bendit Like Beckham with 94% of the vote. So um, they smashed Bendit Like Beckham. Their, their Cinderella story comes to an end in the second round. Uh, Cinderella man going over Bad News Bears with 60% of the vote, 42, as you called it, going over League of Their Own with 55% of the vote, and Hoosiers going over We Are Marshall with 74% of the vote. Uh, Out of this bracket, who do you like coming out of here between Remember the Titan, Cinderella Man, 42, and Hoosiers? I still have to stick with Remember the Titans. It's just, you know, it's uh, it's like your home run hitter, you know. It's your feel-good, go-to sports flick. Um, it touches on all aspects of, of life, actually. So it's really cool. Uh, I don't know why Blindside never made this list at all, but I would say that should have been on the list. Now I, think about right. I think that might have just been an oversight on our part when we were putting this list together because <laughs> there's so many sports movies. There were so many to choose from. But, yeah, Blindside was definitely a big snub. That was probably an oversight on our part. Um, moving to the South region, Rudy going over Happy Gilmore um, with 62% of the vote. And in a bit of a surprise, Bull Durham going over Ford versus Ferrari with 53% of the vote. So that was a close one. Uh, the wrestler continues its run going over Million Dollar Baby with 65% of the vote. And Sandlot going over He Got Game with 82% of the vote. Out of this one. There, there goes Jesus. 
uh, Shuttleworth yeah. uh, run. Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry, man. <laughs> you, you, you're pretty good. You know, pretty good movie. Uh, but uh, I, 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 if it would have gone over Sandlot, I might have rioted. So. Um, but out of this one, you still sticking with Rudy to make it out of there? Yeah, you have. To, I'm just going with the classic. Yeah. Uh, Rudy again is those. It's one of those feel good stories and. You know, you just can't help rooting for Rudy. You know, you just can't help it. At, no matter how big of an asshole you are, you still root for Rudy, always. I mean, yeah, it's a great underdog, someone that never quit, always worked hard. So, you know, a lot of people can identify with that, you know, just, you know, busting your hump every day in practice, never knowing when your number is going to get called and finally getting your chance. And, you know, every, that's something everybody dreams of. So. I'm going to go ahead and throw a quick little curveball at you. And um, it's really interesting, you know, speaking about little guys. I watched like a 10-minute video about what made Muggsy Bogues Muggsy Bogues. And I'm, I am I was shocked from watching it. Like, I mean, I obviously watched him live. I saw him play in the 90s. But I just never realized totally, fully how short he really was, you know. And it wasn't until – I'm sorry? I think he was what five foot three. Five three. He was five three. Yeah. Correct. Five two and a half actually. Five three with shoes on. Wow, wow. And uh, and to have the longevity of the career he had in the NBA. Fifteen years he played in the NBA. Long time, man. You got to be special to be that size and uh, to last in the league as long as he did. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? He he his bread and butter was his steals. Actually, he was like an uh, he was he averaged almost damn near three steals a game for like five, six, seven straight seasons. Um, is it pretty safe to say that Muggsy Bogues would lead your all under six foot team? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's close. Um, I would say the one other person that might make the list is again who's close. Again, uh, Spud Webb comes close. What about uh, Nate Robinson? Nate Robinson comes like a, a distant, like third or fourth. And Isaiah Thomas? Isaiah Thomas was actually six foot one. Um, no, no, not Isaiah Thomas, the Pistons. Oh, 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 yeah. So Isaiah Thomas. Oh, he's five foot eleven. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He makes he makes the cut hundred percent. Um, it might. You know, who would probably be the number one player? For me, that is uh, actually is actually. Oh, Mark Jackson makes that list, I think. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry also makes that list. Six foot yeah. on the dot. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe for a few. For that, that, that's good to think about. Maybe you know we'll look into it in the future. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll, well, maybe we'll put together a list of the top right. ten. Six foot tall for another. Show. And then we'll do the top ten players on your team that are over seven foot. Okay. That might be a little bit more difficult list to put together, but I know I'm starting my team with Yao Ming, China Pride. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, Good right. old Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the West bracket, he goes over Angels in the outfield with 77% of the vote, and White Men Can't Jump going over Varsity Blues with 60% of the vote. Jerry Maguire going over the Spider with 55% of the vote, and Warrior going over Caddyshack with 62% of the vote. 
This bracket's pretty tricky because I think white men can't jump, could pull the upset over Rocky, and I also could see Jerry Maguire getting to the Final Four out of this bracket. Uh, who are you sticking with? I have to say right now, for me, that the, the movie that's leading the pack would have to be Jerry Maguire. Um, yeah, it, again, it's uh, it's, a, it's a sports movie that you can watch with everybody, right? You don't have to be a, a hardcore sports fanatic to understand it. There's subtle undertones and other storylines and plot lines that you can follow if you don't care about sports, right? So, yeah. hey, uh, by the way, why didn't any given Sunday make the list either? Any Given Sunday was on the final list of movies, but got cut. Got cut. Okay. Okay. Because I probably would have pegged that to go far as well. Oh, would you have? See, I thought it's, uh, you know, I think Any Given Sunday is a pretty good movie. I don't think, you know, it's that special. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there's some issues with it, but I, but it's it's pretty good. It, it's pretty good. There, there's some stuff that was a little much for me, like, you know, uh, what was the dude getting his eye gouged out and near the final playoff game? Do you remember that scene where his eyes laying on the field? Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Yeah, that doesn't happen in the NFL, man. That might have happened in the 1960s. Modern day NFL, no one's getting their eye gouged out. Let's just be real. I think they were all just playing like a live version of NFL Blitz. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're just guys are just beating on each other nonstop. Um, yeah, it must have been some like special roller derby, like you know, off season type of league. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, I don't know what NFL that was, what kind of professional football that was, but that was like a cross between, uh, uh, you know, The Walking Dead, roller derby, and NFL blitz. Um. All right, so that's our bracket. We will be looking at the winners of the Sweet Sixteen next Friday. Um, and then we will continue that on on next Friday's show. This is what I want to get to, Sam. This this has been sticking in my crawl for two days now. So Cade Cunningham went on, I, I believe it was either TikTok or Instagram Live, and he was answering some questions. Now, some of the remarks he he makes in this in this. Uh, clip that I'm about to sound off is not his actual thoughts, but him reading what people are posting to him. But what bothers me on it is he doesn't really dispute anything that these people are saying. Um, and so I'm going to play this clip right now of Cade Cunningham, and then we're going to dissect this, um, and we'll kind of get into this. Cade uh, Cunningham, let's get straight to it. Cade Cunningham calls LeBron the goat over Michael Jordan. That's the best way I've ever seen with my eyes. I've seen all the Michael Jordan stuff. Dude is different. I can't argue with the fact that you think he is the GOAT, but I say LeBron. Cade, <laughs> I'm a fan now. I'm officially a fan. I'm getting a jersey. Finally, we get some NBA players in the league with some sense out here. I'm sorry for uh, my uh, Jalen Green's behalf for all the disrespect lately, buddy. All right. This is a big W. Shut the Cade. Because we all know Michael Jordan can't mess with LeBron. That dude was playing against elementary schoolers, bro. I guarantee you put that fourth grade elementary school team out from Michael Jordan's time. Just with bigger bodies, they're going to smack them boys around. Don't let them fool you with all this old head. It was tougher back in the day. They were all sucked. They were terrible. They just pushed people. Probably better than Michael Jordan at every aspect of the game of basketball. Passing, defense, offense. Literally, he'll just do everything better than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan couldn't guard one through five. I don't think he could. I never saw it. Mm. 
Interesting, interesting. Put me out there, if Michael Jordan time, I'm dropping 80 a game. Let's just be real. And I've been seeing a lot of people saying Kobe's better than Le- LeBron. We've been past that, dude. Come on, man. The ball-headed goons can't mess with him. R.P. is Kobe. No disrespect to Michael. But y'all can't mess with LeBron, bro. If LeBron was to play both... All right. So, lots to dissect there. The one thing I, I want to talk about is you say that, the, the, uh, that LeBron is better defensively than Michael Jordan. Meanwhile, Michael Jordan's made more all-defensive NBA first teams than LeBron has by, by seven, and Michael Jordan has a defensive player of the year. Uh, LeBron doesn't. So that asset of it is just straight bullshit. I mean, okay. So, so I'm going to go ahead and, and give you a quick – see, the, the reason why I really don't care what Cade Cunningham says is because he kind of embodies a new generation of players and, and kids that are coming out and joining the NBA. And they're gonna, they, all they have, end up saying is, oh, these old heads this and old heads that. It has nothing to do about being an old head. You know, it, it has to do with respect to the game. So – um, you know, uh, unfortunately, I'm sorry, Michael Jordan played for one team his, his entire career. He shouldn't have came back for the Wizards. He did as a favor, you know, to, to kind of boost the ratings. But he, he's played for one team. LeBron's played for now three, right? Four. He, well, sorry, I take that back. Four teams, right? So so he he went – no, he went Cleveland, Miami, L.A., yeah, Cleveland, Miami, back to Cleveland. Oh, back to Cleveland. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, the, the move back. Right, yeah. so, so I mean, look, nothing against LeBron. He's a great player. But if Michael Jordan was allowed to do half the things that, that LeBron is allowed to do, like recruiting players and getting people together, don't, everyone says, oh, you know, the Bulls had their own big three. And come on, man, they added Dennis Rodman. If you count that as a big three, you suck. Dennis Rodman was, was pure defense bringing you 13, 14 boards a game, and he'll body up Shaq. Ain't no problem. But he wasn't a big three. He's no, you can't compare him to Kyrie Irving, who's the third on the Nets, you know. Or, you know, you, there's no – or like a Russell Westbrook, who's third on the Lakers now. Or you, you know, can't listen to Miami when LeBron was there. You can't Chris Bosh. You can't even compare to Chris Bosh. Exactly. Exactly. So, and that big three comes down to big nothing, really, because both Jordan and Pippen were drafted. There is no big anything. They didn't recruit right. Patrick Ewing. They didn't bring on Hakeem Olajuwon. They didn't say Charles Barkley, instead of going to the Suns, come to the Bulls instead and let's win five in a row now because no, there's nobody stopping us. That didn't happen. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Had it happened, Michael Jordan would have more rings than Bill Russell. Yeah. Truthfully, if, that, if he had the ability to say, all right, uh, you know, stars or even sub-stars, people that are three-time All-Stars, four-time All-Stars, if you want to come as like a three, three A, three B type of role, come on down. Um, are you kidding me? If you give him Mitch Richmond, who was who by the way was was fire back in the nineties, but you gave him Mitch Richmond, oh my God, the Bulls are blowing everybody out. Everyone's guarding Jordan. Richmond's wide open for threes. He'll knock them down all day, all day. He'll do it. He already did. I mean, here's the thing. When if you remember when LeBron joined D Wade and then brought Bosch there to Miami. They had their infamous not one, not two, not three. They basically thought they were going to win five, six, seven championships, and they went. Two they lost to Dirk. 
the first year alone. By the way, just Dirk. It was just yeah. Dirk. Just Dirk and Jason Terry and J.J. Barea, who outplayed LeBron James in Game Four of that of that series. Little five foot nine J.J. Barea outplaying six foot eight LeBron James. But here's that, and more than you know, everybody has playoff failures. Michael Jordan had playoff failures, especially early on. But once he reached the pinnacle, he never failed. He never lost in the finals, right? But getting to that point, he failed. So I'm not going to hold that over LeBron. But there's two, and he could have left. He could have left after continuously failing. You know that, right? He could have. He could have left left Chicago and said, you know, you guys aren't putting enough around me. You know, you're not getting me what I need. But but here's one thing about Michael Jordan. There's two significant stats that I want to talk to you about, and then we'll we'll continue debating this. Is the first one is everybody talks about? Okay, well, LeBron's had tougher competition in the finals. Okay, fine. Whatever you want to say that. But in the East, where he spent the majority of his career, getting to the finals was not nearly as difficult as it was for Michael Jordan. And I want to point this out, is the average amount of wins that the teams LeBron faced on the path to the finals was 48 wins. Michael Jordan's was 53. So that's a five-win difference. You had a 50-team Philadelphia that had – Again, late 80s, right, still had Dr. J, Moses Malone, Charles Barkley in the East. This is a sixth team in the East. And so I think Jordan, even when he got to the pinnacle, right, let's just call it now, now it's the early 90s and the mid mid to late 90s. People forget he, he beat some very good Knicks teams with Pat Riley as a coach. Then he beat the Shaq Penny team that won 61 games and knocked them out of the playoffs. And he swept them. He swept that Shaq Penny team on to go to the finals. Beat 60-win teams in the Miami Heat when they had Zoe and Tim Hardaway. And beat They also beat the young, a young Hornets squad that had 50-plus wins with Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bowes. Exactly. And Del Curry. Um, yeah, and Del Curry, and also that the Hawks, the Hawks were also relevant at that time. Hawks were relevant. The Pacers were always a thorn in the side. Always Central Division foes, man. Yes. Uh, so here's a couple stats that stand out to me also when discussing not only the the past of the finals, but how they did against elite teams in series where Michael Jordan played 60 win teams. He is seven and two in those series. Against 50-win teams, Michael Jordan is 20-7 and seven in those series. Okay, so he won 20 series, lost seven, and he won seven series against 60-win teams, lost two. LeBron – And hold on, mind you, mind you, uh, all those losses came pre-91, really. Yeah, pre-Scotty Pippen. Pre-Scotty Pippen, pre-91, and because after 91, they ran it – they ran the table through 98, really. Yeah, and nobody – he stopped great players from getting championships. Um, yeah, that Knicks squad had Patrick Ewing. That All-Stars, every – the East – if you look at the Eastern All-Star teams during that time frame in the 90s, you'll get an idea of what kind of competition he played up against. Exactly. These were his teammates on, during the All-Star game. And so then you got LeBron James, who was 3-4 and four against 60-win teams. And 3-4 and, and, and four in series against 60-win teams. That's He's only, despicable. And he's only ten and nine against fifty win teams. Not you're like you're you're about to be five hundred against fifty win teams. That's terrible. Um. So, 
that to me, you can sit there and say, okay, Michael Jordan never had to go up against a Warrior squad like LeBron did. Fine. I will give people that, that that Warrior squad with Durant, Curry, and Thompson is probably better than any team Michael Jordan has had to face. But on the flip side of that, if you take that Warriors team and you drop them in 80s and 90s NBA, they're going to get demolished. They're going to get demolished by that Bulls squad because I would say Pippen, Pippen, no one's going to lock up Durant, but Pippen would be able to guard Durant. He'd be able, even if you don't put Pippen on him and you say, okay, Pippen, you guard Steph or Clay. You could, I could throw Dennis Rodman on on Durant. He's going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. He'll he'll bottle him up. See, the thing is, what people don't realize also is if you take that same squad and drop it in that in that seventy two and ten era Bulls, right, uh, dude, uh, you're getting full physical. You know, you're not getting pussy calls. You're not going to get you know uh, little little uh, ticky tack fouls. That's not happening. That is not going to happen. But what will happen is the referee will watch to make sure that Michael Jordan, when he's fouled, he goes to the line. And, and see, here's the thing. I don't think Steph Curry's getting all shots because even if you say Pippen, you take – No, you put Harper on him. You throw Harper on him. You're good to go. Michael Jordan, one of them is going to guard Clay, the other is going to guard Steph. And you're good. Instantly, you're almost neutralizing them because the Warriors never face anybody defensively. I'm sorry. Kyrie is not a great defender. He is not Ron Harper or Michael Jordan. Um, J.R. Smith certainly wasn't uh, a plus defender. Kevin Love at that time was not a plus defender. And LeBron LeBron was the only one that was trying to do some damage, you know, really. Right. And he, even at that point, wasn't the defensive player he was in Miami. Right? Correct. Miami, he was a beast. beast. There were were years in Miami where I thought he would have won defensive player of the year. Yeah. And he almost did. I think it was 2012 when they beat the Thunder. He finished second for Defensive Player of the Year. And right. so that LeBron James was very good defensively. But I'm sorry, the Warriors never faced a team like the Bulls. But uh, I said even if they go with even if they go with their death lineup, quote unquote, quote right? Yeah, uh, dude, I'm telling you, Pippen is more than adequate enough to to make up make Durant's life hard. All right, let's not say he can guard him. Durant is pretty exceptional, right? You yeah. have you have the guy that's going to facilitate facilitate your offense, Draymond Green, completely neutralized by Dennis Rodman, right? Completely, completely neutralized by De- and Dennis if I Rodman. Say, if I want to say Rodman, I don't want I don't need you to guard Draymond because Draymond's not much of an offensive threat. I but it's okay, but he runs their pick and roll. He does a lot of shit that Dr- that that Rodman can disrupt, right? Right. So so Let's you you have him locked up. You have Harper and Jordan switching off of Clay and 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 Steph. Yeah, and you're, that, that that's how they match up, man. I'm sorry, they match up better. In fact, in my opinion, you have three guys that are multiple defensive, uh, all defensive first team uh, players in Pippen, Jordan, and Rodman. Hundred percent. I and then uh, I'm going to get into some more of what Cade Cunningham said, where he said if he played in Michael Jordan. That's era, ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. He'd get demolished if he played in that era. Uh, again, go ahead. And have him ask someone who's his height that had his hype and skill coming into the league in the '90s and where he is today. What's his comp in the '90s, Cade Cunningham? Go ahead, give me give me his comparison. For the maybe, '90s, maybe Magic Johnson. I, I maybe, but we, that's way too high. Are you kidding me? Magic Johnson is his comp. 
Cade Cunningham. Yeah, the reason I'm saying that, the reason I'm saying that, not not based on what he's done in the NBA yet. The, the reason I'm saying that is Magic Johnson was also a six foot eight, six foot nine point forward. Cade Cunningham has that kind of game skill. We don't know if he's going to be like Magic Johnson or LeBron James. Uh, you know, we I don't know. I say years. his ceiling is Penny Hardaway. That's his ceiling, it might, dude. It might be Penny Hardaway. Not his floor. That's not where he's starting out. But his his ceiling is Penny Hardaway, a six foot seven guard that brings the ball up, that could score, that could pass as well. Uh, but that's about it. Well, you know, maybe that's Grant his comp. Maybe Grant Hill. No, again, Grant Hill is is he Grant Hill did a lot of shit when he was on the Pistons, man. He he moved up, he guarded bigger players, he did a lot of things on those Pistons squads that 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 Cade can't do. Penny was no slouch either before the injuries hit him. Penny was phenomenal. Right, but Penny, but Penny, Penny was not bodying up. Uh, you know, um, yeah. he wasn't bodying up forwards. You know, yeah. uh, on the other hand, this other guy was definitely bodying up forwards. You know, I, I just there's such a lack of respect in that thing. Even like people commenting on his thing saying. And, 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 you know, we're running out of time before we got to hit our next segment, but I just want to point one thing out. Then th- this is I think it's completely disrespectful, but go ahead, continue. Uh, the, the one thing I want to point out is if you ask Michael Jordan's contemporaries, Magic Johnson, not the Pistons because there was some real-life hatred there between him and Lane Beer and Isaiah Thomas, but if you talk to Larry Bird and you talk to Magic Johnson and you talk to Clyde Drexler – and you talk to Charles Barkley, guys who played with Jordan, right? They all say he's the greatest of all time. Now, flash forward to guys that played with LeBron, his contemporaries, not all of them say LeBron's the GOAT over Jordan. That tells me something. That tells even, me Le- something. even LeBron doesn't say he's the GOAT over Jordan himself. Yes, you know. Uh, Yes, LeBron does. He's not never, really. Not really. He doesn't come out and say it. He makes subtle jabs about it. No, no, he came out and said it on the shop, on his HBO show where he's in the barbershop. Well, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, that was about a year or two ago. I had to find the audio clip maybe for Monday. But he's like, you know, after beating the Warriors when they were down 3-1, he's like, in my mind, that made me the greatest of all time. Yeah, but he didn't flat out come say that I am better than Michael Jordan. Well, if you, if you were sitting there saying you're the greatest of all time, you are saying that you're better than Michael Jordan. See, Michael Jordan has never come out and said he's the greatest of all time. He's never come Everybody out. else says he is. That's the thing. He never says he is. When you ask him if he's the greatest of all time, he says no. Of my era, maybe. Yeah. LeBron has said he's the greatest of all time. So the, the fact that his contemporaries don't – there's been multiple players. Listen, uh, my man is 6-0 and in the finals, bro. Come on, what's your finals record, LeBron? What is it? What is it? Four and, four and six. And you know what? The year he won it with the Lakers, last not last season, but the year before the bubble. Asterisk. Season, that shit gets an asterisk on it. He had three months between his last regular season game before the playoffs started. He had an entire offseason before the playoffs started. That is that That should not count. He's still, in my record book, he's still three and six because – Winning a championship when you got an entire off season before the playoffs start because of COVID, dude, you're not. That's not the grind of the regular season where you play 82 games and then the playoffs start and, and you know you're basically going through the whole season. Um, to get three months off, man, and you're healed up, you're rested, get out of here. You know what? 
give Jordan those three months off when he's 42 years old, he'll get you a championship as well. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, uh, so we just want to talk, uh, give a special shout-out to Buzz Brewing, uh, the first CBD-infused beer. Um, they are, uh, you know, somebody that we've been trying to work with. They are sending us some samples. Uh, we're excited to try that uh, as soon as that comes in. Uh, that leads us to – Let's go to the Chronic Corner, man. Let's do it. Yeah, the much-awaited Chronic Corner from Sam. All right, we on the Chronic Corner, first time segment. Let's go. So uh, a couple of things I wanted to, uh, you know, point out and start start a, a little bit of a conversation about was that uh, <clears throat> Kevin Durant just recently came out and said that he's supporting weed maps openly to desensitize the image of marijuana as it, as it you know, uh, is portrayed to the public. Uh, you know, as in, a, a, you know, Mike, as a, as in, occasional user what do you think about that honestly i think it's for the best um so there shouldn't be a stigma to me around weed uh weed to me and this is my opinion but weed to me is similar to alcohol right first off weed is grown from the earth oh we got uh do we have uh it sounds like we have a caller from new jersey 973 let's go to our caller Hey, yes, uh, no, I'm a, I, yeah, I'm a new caller, so I, I think I jumped in late. Uh, you were mentioning something about uh, Kate Cunningham at the beginning of the show. Um, yeah, you know, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna do wonders. I mean, he was a great draft pick, was a great player. I think he's gonna draft well in the NBA. Or is well, there we uh, an opinion? Yeah, no, no, I think, I think he's physically, I think he's physically gifted. Don't, don't get it you know, twisted at all. I believe he's a physically gifted player, but he's still yet to prove himself. A couple of preseason games, a couple of summer league games, he has to actually prove himself against, you know, starting five lineups in the NBA. All-stars that are going to be locking him up. The Paul Georges, the Jimmy Butlers, the guys that are in his own Eastern Conference that are going to try to lock him up because, you know, they actually can, you know. But I think most of it was not so much about talent, but more of his remarks, especially when it comes to the graceful time. Um, mm. I don't know if you caught that, but there's some disrespect going on towards Jordan. Uh, some of the things he was reading off yeah, are not really arguments. People, he's saying, you know, he would drop 80 in Jordan's time and that Jordan's playing against a bunch of bums and that Jordan wasn't half the player that LeBron was, which I just... Um, see, see, you know yeah. what? Having an opinion about whether LeBron is better than Jordan is absolutely cool, man. But yeah. the point of coming yeah. off disrespectful, like, you could score 80 points in, you know, uh, whatever, you know, his era, you know, that, that still – and, again, to people that love Kobe, that see Kobe over LeBron, to be like, hey, yeah. I'm sorry, Kobe, just calm down, relax. Bro, Kobe actually dropped 81 in an actual NBA, you know, official game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know how he can still say that, but still. Uh, yep. We thank you for uh, one of the highlights of his career. Off, I uh, hope you keep listening. So we appreciate we appreciate uh, you calling in. Thank you. 
All right. You want to continue with the chronic corner? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Keep it moving. So, I mean, uh, Mike, you know, I'm based out of Michigan, and, and Michigan has, uh, you know, they, they've made it, they've kind of broken down that stigma. They've, they've been medically legal since 2008, and they've broken down that stigma that KD was kind of speaking about, you know, about desensitizing the, the, the image of, of how it's perceived, because you don't have to necessarily, uh, in, you know, ingest or consume any any products that 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 are marijuana derived. You can have hemp derived CBD, CBD uh, you know, concoction that helps your muscle relax and everything else. Shout out to our to Buzz Brewing again. Uh, I can't wait for them to send us over the uh, the samples because I'm I'm kind of amped. I'm amped to try it. Uh, I'm a huge uh, you know supporter of the cannabis industry. I've, I've been involved uh, you know professionally in, in you know in in Michigan for over ten years now. So. It's a cool thing. It's a it's a great new boundary that we're setting. So I wanted to start off with this segment, and it, you know nothing beats it because we have Buzz Brewing with with their CBD beer. Hopefully that's going to be uh, coming around, and we'll, we'll we will give it our proper review, and we're going to give it two reviews. We're going to give it we're going to give it the the uh, Mike review and the Sam review because Perfect. one's going to be like, does it get me high? Which is the review that I give, and uh, <laughs> your review is going to be like, hey, does it is it good beer? Because you're a little bit of a Beer kind of sore, I'd say, you know. Uh, you know your beers, you pick your beers well. You always pick out great beers whenever we, we you know, get together and, have, and barbecue and stuff. You're always grabbing great beers. So yeah. we're going to give it two reviews when Buzz Brewing, you know, I comes through. Back into town uh, tomorrow. So we got, I got some more stuff. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So, um, you know, moving on to, to the next topic of, uh, of discussion, um, you know, one of the things is that, you know, CBD – uh, uh, again, we'll keep shouting out Buzz Brewing, but, you know, I'm going to keep doing it because I have yet to see a good, uh, you know, recipe for a CBD product. And this looks like a proper recipe. I looked up the, the product online. It's absolutely yeah. phenomenal, and, and I can't wait to try it. But in this age where, you know, you have pharmaceutical companies getting sued for the opioid crisis that's, that's gripping the country and gripping the world, for that matter, you have a safe, healthy alternative of, you know, something that doesn't, that's not psychoactive and it's not, you know, it doesn't mess with your mind. It kind of just relaxes your body and gives you a little bit of stress relief. I don't see how it's still seen as a stigma. I, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on it because I, I feel like even people, there are, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but, you know, there are, there, there's some, some common people within our, our, our uh, group uh, that we know of, of uh, individuals that would even, say that CBD is, is not right. You know, it's technically not right either. So I, 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 your thoughts on that, you know, because there are states that have been legalizing it recreationally, you know, medically for years, and you have still have people that are saying, hey, listen, even without the psychoactive ingredient, you still have something that's, you know, mind-altering and becomes a gateway drug. There's a place in Kansas that will tell you that the moment you drink that CBD buzz brew beer, you're going to be talking to Satan in the next 45 minutes or so. It's honestly, you know, it's because America comes from, you know, just really uptight people. Let's be honest. Weed was banished. Uh, I don't know. What was that back in like the forties or so, like where it really, and alcohol has always been looked at differently uh, but so what they basically did is when they did prohibition on marijuana, they made that permanent where they made alcohol temporary. Yeah. 
And, and you know, I and to me, weed is not made with a bunch of chemicals. It's not like your mollies and your acids and even like. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy my LSD weed every so often, but that's just me. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, easy Panama already. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it should be looked at, um, in a negative light as much. Um, there are some things, um, where if you smoke a lot of weed, you know, it can lead to, you know, some people, you know, they overeat, uh, they get the munchies, whatever. But that's going to happen if you're drunk. So, see, I'll tell you something again. You know, yeah. being that this is this is my forte a little bit. You know, it's my niche. I understand it. I know the basics and the and the fundamentals of how it's broken down. When someone tells me that, oh yeah, we just makes me fall asleep, or we just makes me want to eat, or we just makes me do this, you're smoking the wrong weed, my man. <laughs> my man, what you're smoking the wrong weed. Either you need something less potent, or you need something that's tailored differently. Because there are many derivations and denominations of strains uh, and how they affect a person and their mind and their body and how they feel, it is a unique case every single time almost. You'll find like-minded individuals that have the same connectivity points because of the psychoactive ingredient in it. You know, when you ingest something that, that is psychoactive and you have someone else that's also doing that, you, they can, you and, them, and that person then can understand on a different level. Because it it's it, you know it, it's what you say that person can feel and so on and so forth, but right. the but the reactions can be completely different, mind you. It can be completely different. Well, this is my reaction usually. This is how I usually sound after I smoke some weed. <laughs> Just goofy as hell. <laughs> So I say I say there are three symptoms to. Uh, by the way, uh, people, you know, you remember those 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 drug commercials in the '90s where they had yeah. you know the the kid you know sucking down a, a 12 gauge shotgun or something like that. You yeah. know, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So um, so my what's hilarious is that you know my feelings when it comes to these types of scenarios is that. There are, if you want to even classify it as overdosing, if once you overdose the marijuana, there are three symptoms. You're either happy, you're hungry, or you're sleepy. There's, there's nothing past that. You know, if it drops into a point where it's psychoactively causing like a super paranoia, you are genetically disposed, you know, uh, you're genetically genetically disposed to acting to any kind of psychoactive ingredient in that matter. That means... Same thing for Adderall, same thing for a Ritalin, same thing for a antidepressant, for a Zoloft. You're gonna, your mind is going to act in the same way when you add it, give it a psychoactive ingredient. So it, we catch a lot of bad stigma for people that do stupid things on it. You know, the person that, that eats like five brownies when they know they're supposed to eat a quarter of one, of course you're going to have a paranoid, you know, mental schizophrenic type of breakdown. You shouldn't have ingested a thousand milligrams of THC. You know, it's not humanely possible to to ha- to do that without having some sort of repercussions. So yeah, you know, you kind of deserve it for being an idiot. You abused it. Yeah. So I think you're either a chooser, a user, or an abuser, man. That's it. You do you choose it and say, okay, every once in a while it's cool, no problem. You're a user, yeah, I use it every so often. 
your abuser. Yeah, I abuse it really badly all the time, and I push the limits whenever I feel like it. So um, I'm going to go ahead and end off the chronic corner on one last note. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and ask you – I'm going to – I had a top five list, but we're, we're running, you know, I'm running a little behind on schedule. No, you can, you're good. You can do the whole top five. Okay. So let's let's do uh, I'll do a why don't you do a top five of your uh, most favorite cannabis related movies and I'll do my top five following yours. Okay, so I don't know. All right. And you know what? Mild use is cool. You know, yeah. explicit use is obviously cool, right? Anything that has that kind of reference, you know, situated to it. I mean, okay, so I have to say. All right. You could start at five and go up to one if you want. I'm gonna go number five. I have to go with uh, 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 Cheech and Chong, okay? Number oh, five. Up in Smoke, sir. Up in Smoke. Cheech yeah. And Chong. Oh, yeah. Number four is Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. The, the first one, yeah? Number okay. three, I got to go with Pineapple Express. Classic, uh, classic. Awesome movie. Number two, I'm going with Friday. Yes. Number one, my favorite, Half-Baked. Yes. So I love all the choices. I absolutely love all the choices. Um, you know, uh, I, I know I recently had you upload Wilfred, and if you get a chance to watch it, there's absolutely explicit use of, of cannabis and Wilfred. So I'm going to put Wilfred in at five. Okay. Because I love, I love the, 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 uh, the, you know, connotations around it. At four, I'm going to put in How High. Okay. Um, uh, again, a classic. I like, I love Method Man, Red Man. I like both their personalities, how they interact in the movie. At three, I'm putting Cheech and Chong up in smoke. Okay. That's a classic. It has to be up there. Um, at two, I'm going to put Half Baked. Okay. Um, again, classic. I know Pineapple Express. Uh, at one, it's got to be Friday, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and that, you know what? I'll go ahead and, and extend it out. It'll be Friday, next Friday, and the Friday after next. Uh, Friday after next, you kind of miss me. I like, but I liked all of them. I, I, yeah. I know you didn't really have that same connotation, but you had the idiotness that followed. Um, Friday was uh, that movie made the original Friday made me laugh extremely hard all the time. I mean, for that matter, don't be a menace in South Center. It's pretty, pretty good one. That's a you know, loke dog, loke dog. Um, message. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, it's hilarious, especially when he's filling out the application. Check. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that was uh, quite the good movie with Daishiki. Um, oh yeah, Daishiki. Daishiki. Swahili for I forget what the line was on that one. But, I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. But. Uh, uh, I thought that was a uh, really good I got one. nine kids. You you trying to tell me I'm not pregnant? <laughs> it's a Wayne's Brothers classic. It is. It is. And that, they, it's sad that they really stopped making movies. Sean and Marlon still appears and stuff, but Sean Wayans kind of stopped doing things. Yeah, I mean, the Wayne's Brothers is obviously a classic, classic, classic yeah. show. I loved it. Um, you know what? If you uh, get a chance, see if you could find that to throw up on Plex, number one. And number two... I, I believe uh, it's one of the other brothers that's doing that that show on uh, with with about cops. Uh, Marlon, not Marlon. Marlon's Marlon's Marlon and Sean were on 
Wayne's brothers. No, I know, but I thought Marlon was doing something separate without Sean. Yeah, Marlon was doing uh, a scary movie, and he was in a bunch of other movies too. You yeah. know, but like this this other guy has a he's another Wayne's brothers that has a proper show, and he looks like Keenan Ivory Williams, uh, Wayne's actually. So, uh, but it's not him because it's he's way too old by now. Yeah, yeah. Looks yeah. like a younger version of him. To me, yeah. Maybe Damon Wayans Jr. Maybe it could be. It very well could yeah. be. Okay. Well, uh, that's. Uh, I think that was a successful first uh, drop of the Chronic Corner. We'll be uh, coming with you uh, sporadic. Shout out to Buzz Bruin again. I can't wait to try that beer, man. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, so we, as we are running out of time, I don't know if we'll get to all of our segments. Uh, but one thing I wanted to touch on because we talked about the segment one, and he just, you know, LeBron had tweeted out uh, just adding more fuel to the fire. LeBron James received zero votes. Uh, by players in the league uh, for best player in the league. It was basically split between Giannis and KD. Um, does LeBron have a right to feel slighted at this point? I would have to say yes. And you know what? I, look, you know, nothing against, uh, you know, all the – I genuinely have respect for LeBron James and what he's done and for how long he's done it for. And how and at how, at what level he's done it for as well, and he I still believe he st- I still believe he's a top five player in the league, top three player even, you know when fully healthy, on the run on the move, go, you know going he could, he could be a top three player in the league. I don't know if he's there anymore. Top three for me, um, and when I look at it, I, I see LeBron who is I think going to be going into his age thirty seven season this year I believe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to say that the league passed him by because he still, at times, last year, looked very good. I think he even made a run for the MVP late before the ankle injury took him out. But, you know, I would say, honestly, if we're talking – I right now I have LeBron still in my top ten, but he's fallen out of my top five. Uh, Ouch. Uh, no, and I'm talking right now, not of all time. Of all time, I still have. No, not even all time. I'm saying even now. I, I don't think LeBron falls out of my top five. I'm sorry. I, I don't I, see it happen. It, again, there are big what ifs on health, right? If he stays fully healthy, right? If he stays fully healthy, I see. I you know the guy spends over a million dollars a year on just his body, so it's a good chance you know that he might do it. Let's go. If you have them in your top three, I'm going to name off some players. And if you were doing a fantasy draft and you had the top pick, would you take LeBron over KD right now? No. no and I'm not talking about for the careers because we all know LeBron. No, right now you're saying right this minute. If I'm right, setting up a right team now, right this now, no, no, no. I, I take KD over LeBron. I'm sorry. Okay. What about Giannis? See, I would take Giannis over LeBron as well. No, I would pick Giannis over LeBron as well. I wouldn't pick LeBron over Okay, Giannis. oh, sorry. Okay, so that's, that's two. Okay, what about Joel Embiid? No. Kawhi Leonard? Yes. Okay. Uh, Djokovic? Yes. Okay. Uh, Steph Curry? Yes. Um, let's see. When I say yes, I mean I pick. I would pick LeBron over them. Yes, yeah, yeah, I got that. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other. Uh, Lillard, Lillard, yes. I pick LeBron maybe. over Lillard. 
Okay. Anthony Davis. Yes. Okay. Um, what were some of the other – who were – some of the other great players. Well, but we've already established those. I would take LeBron over Harden. I would take LeBron over Kyrie. I wouldn't take LeBron over Harden right now, as it stands right now, uh, for their careers, yes. Um, but I still would take Harden over him. Um, what about uh, somebody like um, uh, what's what we'll call it? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jimmy Butler. Yes, I take LeBron over Jimmy Butler. Luca, oh Luca, would you take LeBron over Luca right now? No. Okay, <laughs> so you named at least four players. Yeah. That could take over LeBron James. You you named. That's James. why I said he still makes my top five. He makes your top five. Okay, sure. But at one point you said top three. But no, what I'm saying is top three. Like I said, you get a fully healthy LeBron. LeBron is having a better. It will have a better season than some of the players above. Him. I, I don't know. I, I think I think right now I'm taking I'm taking KD, Embiid, Giannis, Luca, and Harden. If I'm starting a team right now, over and and it's close with Kawhi, but Kawhi since he had that uh, partially torn ACL, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. But I'm at least taking those five guys right now. If I'm starting a team right now, over Le, over LeBron James. I I could totally see why, right? The last couple of seasons have been marred with injury, you know, for him. Sure. Um, All right. And by no means does that make me a LeBron supporter. It it just says I have the utmost respect for what he's done for as long as he's done for. And I I still believe that he can turn up that gear when he has to. You know what? At 37, watch him drop 40 in a playoff game to win it, you know? Win not the series, but to win, you know, to win the game. Well, we and you know, I am not bashing on LeBron either. If, if all everybody I just mentioned, Giannis, KD, Harden, everybody, I would take LeBron's career over all of them. And I, I have LeBron in my top three of all time. But if I'm, if you're asking me, who do I want to start a team with now? The players I named right now is who I'm starting a team with. Uh, but we got uh, 60 seconds. Uh, Sam, I want to ask you, I am tomorrow night. Are we talking about the Pacquiao fight? No. Uh, are you we, are you watching SummerSlam, which is also happening tomorrow night? Yes, WWE. absolutely. We are watching SummerSlam tomorrow night, bro. Okay. Well I, well, I got the Peacock Network, so we can dial in and watch some SummerSlam tomorrow. Perfect. Um, Perfect. The match that I'm most looking forward to um, is definitely going, there's two of them. Um, it's, it's John Cena and Roman Reigns, Edge and Seth Rollins. Those are the two. I could care less about Goldberg and Bobby. I Lashley. really don't care about the main event. I don't care about Bobby Lashley and Goldberg. It, I really yeah. don't give a shit about that. I think it's a stupid matchup to do. I like the, uh, I think the under, undercards supposedly can upstage the main event in this case. Agreed. Agreed. And with that being said, we are out. It's been great being. Play it, play it, play it, play the Harlem Heat, bro. Hey, it's out.